0: Oh, Joel, getting started with a uh, great way into the week. Joel Nelson, Joe L. Nelson, as I call him, like Joel Embiid. Uh, That joke's old, but I'm carrying it all the way through. Colin Dunlap on your Monday. I don't know. I'm kind of – it's one of these nights. I'm kind of tired. It's that time of year. You're excited about the playoffs. You know one thing about the NFL playoffs, though? The excitement heightens as you go through but so does the realization that there's fewer and fewer teams and thus fewer and fewer games and the season's going to be over soon. Like that's the double-edged sword of the playoffs. That's why that first super wild card weekend and then wild card weekend and then AFC and NFC championships this weekend. They're all great and it builds an excitement and all of that. But then you don't really want it to keep I mean you want life to keep going cuz the alternative sucks, but or at least I've heard, I think, I don't know, depends on who you talk to, but you get to building towards the end, and then you go, oh, wait, there's no more football for, like, months? That stinks. Fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder & Associates, personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Let's talk about a winner and a loser in this first segment. 4129289370 is that number. That's 4129289370. A winner and a loser from the weekend. A winner that's just now surfacing, I think, is this Zach Robinson. If you know football, you know who Zach Robinson is. Played at Oklahoma State, was a pretty good quarterback in his own right. And uh now is the pass game coordinator for the Los Angeles Rams. So his name's surfacing this weekend, or just today actually as a viable candidate for the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive coordinator job. This is that guy. This is the guy. This isn't some guy who looks like, I don't know, your insurance salesman or somebody who looks like an offensive line coach in the Mid-American Conference. No, who is – 65 years old and pudgy and standing there and has been a football lifer and happened to coach way back for the Montreal Alouettes in 1981 or something. This isn't that guy. This is the wave of the future. This is a winner. It's the wave of the now, actually. They can't let this guy get out of town. They just can't. I'm not rushing to hire the first person who comes in here, but I am rushing to make sure That you don't let good ones slip away and you don't settle for something that you don't want to be. You know what the Pittsburgh Steelers want to be? They want to be better on offense. They want to have a quarterback situation that's better. They want to propel, and Mike Tomlin said this in his season wrapping uh, news conference they want to propel the football down the field and they want to have, they want to score more points. I'm not breaking any news. He said all of this stuff. This is a 37 year old guy who in his time as coach has been an assistant quarterback's coach, an assistant wide receiver's coach, an assistant quarterback's coach again, and now the pass game coordinator and quarterback's coach for the Los Angeles Rams. He has a funneled and narrowed in focus with the Rams in a big, heavy offensive room with a lot of offensive geniuses, and his job is this. Make that pass game go. And he's done a pretty good job of that. So that said, this is a winner. A total winner winner you can talk about wins and losses you talk about Super Bowls you talk about division titles and all that stuff when you're coaching and coaching positionally or even a side of the ball it first starts with making people better those are your W's as a coach this is a guy who absolutely makes people better this is where you want to go with it The Pittsburgh Steelers need to check off boxes or they need to talk to certain people or they need to, as Mike Tomlin said, fill some requirements from New York. He said it. I didn't. Once you do that or if you do that, don't let this guy go back to Pittsburgh International without a contract. Just don't. He is, well, a winner. 412-928-9370. Would you be okay? Let's start there. Would you be okay with Zach Robinson? And if you're not, I'd love to know why. Because, again, you know how I run a show. I give you my opinion. I plant the flag down. We build opinions off of it. I'm not right. I'm not wrong. You're not right. You're not wrong. We just have, well, discussions about it. And I think this is absolutely a guy you don't let go. There's your winner. Now your loser from the weekend. Kyle Filipowski from Duke. You
1: know, they played a really
0: good game. And of course, you know, whoever
1: comes into the camera, they're going to see this as as their championship. Um, you know, and, and it was really disrespectful what they did. So, you know, we're going to have to take that with a, a grain of salt and, you know, remember that for next time whenever anyone steps in the building
0: again. Okay, despite using grain of salt totally incorrectly, let's get down to what he said here with Philipowski. So Blake Henson decides he wants to jump up on the scorer's table, right? In a move that I liked. And here's why. And here's why Filipowski is a loser. I don't understand, nor will I ever, and I've never subscribed to the theory that the losing team gets to have one iota, any input, on telling the winning team how to celebrate victory. In any endeavor in life, and particularly as you get older in sports. You lost the opportunity to control that moment when you lost. Kyle Filipowski is a loser. He really is. He is a loser. And I fear for sports in this regard. Things roll off of the tongue of people like that, and they think it's okay to say that. They do. They're not humbled. They're not told that it's wrong. They're not told, take your L. Just take your L. You got beat. Where the hell have we gone as a society? And it's epidemic now, where you don't just put your head down, you don't put your tail between your legs, and you don't just go in the locker room. And if you want to make a mental note of something going on that you don't like, go ahead and do that. Even more so, though, if you want to go ahead and disagree with somebody jumping up on the scores table, how about you win? That's the way that you go about stopping that. I fear for sports and I fear for younger people because they have that mentality. You're not a victim here. Somebody else didn't do something wrong. and I'd be saying the same exact thing if this was a pit kid who did it and a Duke player who jumped up on the scorer's table. When you lose, shut up and go in the locker room. Just shut up. This isn't five-year-old co-ed T-Ball. This is for big money. And Kyle Filipowski isn't some, young college kid just scraping by on his Pell Grant. We're talking about NIL now and big bucks in college basketball. The other part is I'm a guy who kind of walked right up to that line of defending Duke basketball for a while, right? There's a lot of people who look at Duke basketball in the same vein, I think, as Notre Dame football. Condescending holier than thou, look down their nose at you. And I was always like, you know, what did Duke really ever do other than win and graduate players? And ah, they did it the right way. I think I can be swayed. And I think I was swayed by the events this weekend. Not a big deal in the least people will forget about it, right? They've already probably forgotten about it today, but I can't imagine the hubris. I can't imagine Going about your business like this, when you have a student section that prints up cheat sheets to talk mess on the opposition, and then you get whiny when the opposition succeeds and celebrates. If that ain't the definition of entitlement, there isn't one. People like Kyle Filipowski are way bigger a problem than Blake Hinson, who, in a moment of celebration, in a moment of euphoria, decided that he wanted to give it back to people who'd been giving it to him all game. We need to teach not necessarily people how to win because when you win when you win you are able to do with it whatever you want. We get into the same racket during baseball season get around the bases act like you've been there before. he's showing me up okay Don't give up a home run goof Don't let him hit one out of the park. We don't need to teach people how to win, because when you win, man, you've earned the right to do whatever the heck you want. We need to teach younger people particularly how to lose, how to lose without tantrums, how to lose without blaming somebody else, and how to lose without making a freaking excuse all the time. This Kyle Filipowski is a loser. He is a great basketball player, an incredible basketball player. One of the best basketball players you'll see in college. He just is. But how you go ahead and sit in the locker room and you see a person that understood the joys and the jubilations of winning a game for his team, and you crumble that up into a big ball and you say, You know what it manifests into for me? Disrespect on our home court. Oh my gosh, the gall of this guy. No, the gall of you for not playing better, and stopping him from doing that. It's epidemic. It's ridiculous. And we as parents and people who coach kids need to do a better job of teaching people how to lose and not how to win. 412-928-9370. We can discuss the winner. We could discuss the loser. But I'd like to discuss a bunch of things with you. I take you all the way until 1030 tonight. Oh, at 9 o'clock. Former Pirate Travis Snyder, who I'm close with, he's a great guy. lives in the Pacific Northwest. He is undertaking a – and he's doing just this. He is undertaking a new endeavor and really championing the cause of how to parent sports kids. Or how to parent – yeah, sports kids. How to be a great sports parent. And he started a company. He has some books out. I'm going to talk to him because he's a really interesting cat. That comes your way at 9 o'clock. So much more to get into uh, and Tony Roma was he off his rocker yesterday just a little bit? We have to discuss that before the hour's out. Hit us on Twitter. Brought to you by South Hills Kia, Peterstown, Jim. Visit them at southhillskia.net. Your call's next, 412-928-9370. That's 412-928-9370. It is 617. Great time to stop blindly paying these uh, and all of those increasing auto and home insurance premiums. Contact the Buell Insurance Agency in Gibsonia and see what they can do for you. Anybody else watching the local news? They Man They got merry hours out here doing a trunk or treat weather forecast. Like like that they do it like churches and schools and stuff during trick or treat time. And what I mean by that is this. She is in the she's standing out in the snow. But she is behind. It stopped. In a parking lot somewhere, it looks like the KDKA mobile weather suburban truck, whatever, and the back hatch is up, and there's just a big TV. It is. I'm lost here. So they're making her stand, and I, I love it. I, I this is why I love local news. They always try to find a different angle, and this one's different. They got Mary, who is as kind and as sweet of a soul as you will ever meet. She's a friend of mine. She's great. Her and her husband, both just awesome people. But so they schlepped Mary out in the middle of some parking lot somewhere. And they got the hatch up on the back of this SUV. And there's just like a 50 inch television. And she's doing the weather forecast on that. And I'm trying to figure out. What, what we got happening here. It's a trunk or treat weather forecast from Mary Hours. four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. 928 stands in Lebo. Hi,
1: Stan. Good evening, Chris. How are you?
0: Well, it's Colin, and I'm great.
1: Oh, nice, nice to talk to you. Sorry, Colin. Um, question I have for you is the Steelers could emerge a winner if Robinson uh, comes on as the OC. The question is, could they equally be a winner if Byron Leftwich would be considered? And what are your thoughts? on him as a potential O.C. first.
0: What, what are your thoughts? Because he didn't work this year.
1: Well, my thoughts are he understands the system. He was a quarterback here. He, um, But he understands the system. He would understand the Rooneys and management and understand those aspects of dealing with Coach Tomlin. And, you know, I think that might be a plus.
0: Can I tell you that I think the exact opposite, in that I'd rather them have somebody who doesn't understand the system, because what has the system got them in the last seven years?
1: Well, not very far. I, I agree, but you know, maybe maybe someone who understands could could do well. Maybe not, but like, certainly I think that it gives them an opportunity.
0: Yeah, I just I disagree. I think that it's high time, Stan, that we look at somebody who has. No ties to this. And here's why. There hasn't been success. It's very easy to say, okay, bring somebody in here who has had a bunch of ties, that is a Pittsburgher that worked for the Steelers or whatever, when things are going well. They've won three playoff games in 13 years. For me, now's when you turn over stones that you generally don't turn over or that you haven't turned over in the past, and you go in a different direction. This and, and he weren't doing this on purpose. He seemed like a very nice man. But this insistence by some that there's gotta be some connection in the organization, there's gotta be some Pittsburgh connection or whatever, first of all, it's mind-numbing. Second of all, it hasn't what has it yielded? It hasn't yielded anything the way that they go about doing business like that. Four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero is that number. I want to get more down to this loser though. This didn't bother me. Right, but I watched the pit game. It was, I was flipping between that and the football game mainly the football game, but then I threw the pit game on, especially for the very end. This Filipowski saying this,
1: you know, they played a really good game, and of course, you know, whoever comes into the camera, they're gonna see this as as their championship. Um, you know, and, and it was really disrespectful what they did. So, you know, we're gonna have to take that with a, a grain of salt and you know, remember that for next time whenever anyone steps in the building again.
0: Now. Don't get this twisted. Duke is an exponentially better basketball program than Pitt, right? And they probably will beat them the next time they play them. It's what it is. But this disrespect card is played and overplayed so much all the time. What is this this what is so disrespectful about celebrating a victory? What is disrespectful about jumping up on the scorer's table for 3 seconds? What is disrespectful about getting chanted at and getting a middle finger thrown at you hundreds of times during a game and then giving it back to somebody? That's a, th- this is the mentality that I don't understand with the, with the younger athletes. I don't. And it is epidemic. This woe is me, how dare you? How dare you do that? That's the part I'll never understand. And I don't get it. And again, I had like a lot of respect for Duke basketball. A ton of respect for Duke basketball. But just because somebody was... Like, I think this is probably the mentality. Blake Henson doesn't give one hell about people who played with Dick Growth. He doesn't give one hell about all the people that Coach K coached. He don't care about Cherokee Parks. He don't care about Christian Leitner. He don't care about all of Abdul-Nabi. He don't care about those people. Blake Henson jumped up on a scorer's table... In that moment, in that time, he don't care about Bobby Hurley. He just doesn't. Duke is just Duke in that moment to him. And Duke was the team that was giving him a bunch of hell. And he beat him. And in a moment of jubilation, he jumped up on the scorer's table. Now, all those names and all that tradition and all that stuff and Cameron, that can and does mean a lot to Filipowski. But because it means something to you doesn't mean it has to mean a whole lot to me. Like, if you go play baseball in Yankee Stadium, and it's across the street now, it's a different one, but if you go play baseball in Yankee Stadium and you're not a Yankee, I don't need to be as enthralled by the Yankees as you. Like, when Tyler Palko swore at Notre Dame Stadium, he doesn't need to have the respect for Notre Dame that Notre Dame players have. It's just real simple for me. And I think we are got it way, way twisted when we think everybody has to have the same reverence that you have. Dave's in Delmont. Hi, Dave. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Hey, uh, I don't think the guy from Duke, Filipowski, should
1: have said anything. But you know what? Uh, he couldn't hit the broad side of a barn for how many games, and he jumps up and acts like he's uh, – the number one player in the no, league. No, he didn't. He act
0: like he beat Duke.
1: Yeah, one time, big deal. He he he. They've lost five because he couldn't hit a, a basket if he uh, was two feet away. Uh, but whatever. But uh, yeah, you know, but he did I that mean, night. I, you get, yeah, you did. You get to celebrate. That's great. No, no. But I'd rather have a player that you know plays good the whole way through the year. Well, That's I think everybody I think. would.
0: I think everybody'd rather have a player that plays good the whole way through. I just will never subscribe to, and I'll never get to the point. And look, I'd be mortified if I acted like this. I'll never get to the point where, as a loser, I think... And maybe I'm just wired differently. Look, the whole world could be right and I'm the wrong person here. But I can't get to a point in my life, in anything, where if I don't succeed, I get to tell the person who did how to celebrate that. It doesn't matter if it's a job, it doesn't matter if it's a... Uh, athletic endeavor, it doesn't matter if it's an academic endeavor, or whatever. I would say, I'm coming off as a big loser here. I'd just as soon congratulate the guy. Why in the world do you think that you can, when you failed, especially in a head-up competition, get to dictate how the person who just beat you or have any say in how the person just beat you celebrates? Greg's in the car. Hi, Greg. Hello, Greg. Let's go to Mike. Mike's in Bethel. Hi, Mike.
1: Yeah, hey. Uh, if I may, wonderful show as always. Uh, regarding the offensive coordinator with the Steelers, I, uh, I do agree with you. Outside is a better pick to get someone that's not familiar with the system. Uh, but but regarding the Rooneys, they're a pretty good money-making machine. The NFL, I think the average franchise, it just climbs and climbs and climbs. So I think they're okay with – Nine and eight, ten and seven, and not doing much in the playoffs because their financial sheet is just exploding through the roof. And I don't see them doing anything major drastically to alter that. Thank you very much.
0: Sure. Thank you. I appreciate the call. Uh, I don't know. I think the Rooney's have a big thirst to win. And I think that's a misnomer. I think they go about it to where they like status quo or they like to float along. They don't like a lot of rumblings. But I think it is a misnomer that they don't have a big thirst to win. Greg's back. Greg's in the car. Hi, Greg. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. Great thank the you. show. Thank you.
1: So I'm, I'm calling to talk about disrespect. Sure. Um, I end up uh, wondering about whether or not Kenny Pickett felt that disrespect. I think the younger crowd tends to feel disrespect much quicker than some of the old-time veterans.
0: Okay. Does that, does that continue? Well, uh, you know, if, if you compare
1: Kenny Pickett's uh, stats against um, our uh, last four games stats, I don't think he necessarily earned the number one position, but he was kind of moping around about it. He left uh, or didn't want to talk about it in a –
0: yeah. Oh yeah. I can see a parallel. I, you know what? I think you're spot on in a way he didn't do his final media availability. He could have stood there. I, I agree. I can see a parallel. Here's the thing that's different too. It with Kenny Pickett, especially he had time to think about it. Right. And still came to that conclusion with Philipowski, I don't give him any pass at all, but that happened 10 minutes after a game, but still though, just, I, I don't know where it's fostered. I guess that's what I'm looking for at four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. Where is that taught? How is it fostered? And how do you come to that conclusion, whether you're 8, 9, 10, 20 years old, that, okay, that guy just beat me, so now I'm mad. I'm mad to the point where I got to rain on his celebration. Chris is in Indiana. Hi, Chris. Hey, Colin.
1: I, and I'm kind of in your age bracket, and I'm totally with you. It used to be a wry smile, and you know what? We'll get him next time. Take a receipt. And that was it. Yeah, that was it. It wasn't any of this. I'm not going to get into the culture of kids, but it was. we'll get them next time with a little bit of a smirk.
0: That was it. Like with Blake Henson, okay, would I have jumped up on the scorer's table? Probably not. I may not have made it as individualistic as a celebration. I may have wanted to celebrate with my team. But you know what I sure as hell wouldn't have been? I wouldn't have been the guy who lost who opened my mouth. Like it's just – but here's the thing. If you now, like if you're me, I'm taking on common ground here. I will speak out against Philipowski and they'll try, People will. I'll get a bunch of play on social media and I'll get a bunch of stuff on the text line where they will try to victimize Philipowski. It already happened when I did this on Saturday night. It was leave the kid alone. Oh, you wish you could have gone to Duke. Oh, he's a lot smarter than you. No, no, no. I'm just individualizing that moment here. And for me, it's indicative of that age bracket. It's indicative of society. If you're the loser, lose and shut up. Go in the locker room. Say, "Ah, oh, we played hard. We tried. We didn't get him. Lance is in Greensburg. Hi, Lance. Hey, Colin. Thanks for taking my call. Sure.
1: So I just want to say as a 22-year-old myself, I absolutely agree with you that he comes off as a crybaby, and it, I think it shows a lot of emotional immaturity
0: of you need to be accountable for what you could have done in the game to win and understand that Pitt's been struggling. That was a huge win for them. Have a little understanding of the fact that this is a team that struggled, and uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and I saw Khalid al do the exact same thing against Pitt, you know? Jump up on the scores table, give it to them, and I don't think people want. It's just, I didn't think this, and it's not that big of a topic. It really is, and I've probably spent too much time on it as it is, but, I can't be the only person that saw that and watched it and saw it just after it happened. I saw it as all the news was cycling on social media on Saturday night, and I was, like, mortified for him. I went, do you really want that out there? Is that honestly how you want to be that game to be remembered? All right, coming up next, one guy was out to lunch yesterday. We have to talk about this as well as – the Steelers' offensive coordinator situation, and at the top of the hour, I cannot even believe. I can't. I can't believe that there are naysayers involving one big phenomenon going on in this country right now. And I'll tell you what that is. Your calls next four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero here on the fan. I'm going to warn you. I'll get to your calls in a minute, but I'm going to warn you here. When I um over the weekend. Always on the weekend, never during the week. And always when I'm just kicking around the house, never anywhere to go. There's no operating of any motor vehicles. When I have a nice just half of a 3G gummy is when I say the same stuff Tony Romo said right here. I think there are 70,000 plus who are screaming against him.
1: Well, that's how many fans I play in front of normally at my house. Pretend like they're all there, but there's zero.
0: But right now same I my wife looks at me and goes what what did you just say and I'll say well I took some knee pain medicine today and she'll say oh okay that explains it um what in the hell was that what was that with the if I would have told you that I had a nice you know bright orange dream sickle gummy and I cut it in half and said tony here you go I'm going to go out in the stands and watch this game and fly to the moon without leaving my seat, and I'm going to give you the other half, and you're going to have it and broadcast the game, and you're going to say something like this. I think There are 70,000 plus who are screaming against him. Well, that's how many fans I play in front of normally at my house. Pretend like they're all there, but there's zero. But right now... You'd believe me. You'd believe me that that's how it went down between me and Romo. What in the world was he talking about and he's been getting increasingly bizarre like this anyway it makes for good tv Four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero is that number I'm just uh I'm lost on it. you know what I'm not lost on very big um social media presence of some goofball last week desecrating the terrible towel in Buffalo acting like he was wiping his backside with it, underneath his armpits, blowing his nose on it. It was all the rage, got all over social media. How's that guy feeling now? Again, never, ever, ever fails. Beth Shaler. Hi, Beth. Hello? Hi, Beth.
1: Hi. What I was calling about was that on my way home from work, mm-hmm. I... A question was asked: Did you ever cry after a major loss?
0: Oh, okay. Well, that was Chris and Andrew, but I'm I, I'd be uh, I'm apt to field that call.
1: Okay, because I'm a girl, you know, and a
0: woman. You're a woman, right, or a girl?
1: Yeah, not woman. Thank you.
0: Certainly. How um, old are you, if you don't mind me asking? Although it's rude, but you know me. Fifty-two. Okay, fifty-two. So, all right. And where? What, what was your What was your answer to that question, Beth?
1: Okay. Well, my dad raised me. And at that time, we only had three TV stations, right?
0: Yeah, two, he, four, two, yeah. well, two, four, and eleven. And then if you went to U and twisted the thing, you could get twenty-two yeah. and fifty-three.
1: Ah, uh, we were we lived out in Irwin, so we, that satellite was still too far for us.
0: Got a lot but, of stuffs pretty far from Irwin, but continue.
1: Yeah, so my dad was a teacher, so as we sat, I could never sit and just blare, it, blare the TV. Holding, offside da-da. Okay. Mm-hmm. He taught me what all those mean, right? Oh, okay. And, okay. So I, I'm not only watching TV, I'm understanding the sport, right? Certainly. Well, then then comes Forbes Field, and we always sat in these same seats. I The days of stars and Clemente.
0: Wait, you're 51? I mean, How did you go to Forbes Field?
1: No. I'm 61.
0: Oh. Still. Okay, go ahead.
1: Okay, so we're going to Forbesville because they used to have terrific giveaway days, like full-size bats, full-size gloves, and all of this. So I really got to liking the baseball because it was a lot longer season than just the football. Plus, football went into cold weather.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, look outside now, right? It's still football season, and it's really cold.
1: And it's not for best because if it's under 70, count me out.
0: But the game...
1: I have never cried. I've been to um, – we saw Lemieux score his first goal. Uh-huh. We were there for both Stanley Cups. So I've gotten to see a lot of excitement, a lot of heartbreak when Brady was in town and would take away our chance at a Super Bowl. You're right. But the, the game, I cried. And I couldn't get control And to this day. I can't explain to you. But it was the um, seventh game
0: with the Pirates. Right. And –
1: Let me guess. Can I guess? Can
0: I guess this? Can I guess? Come on, guess it. guess. Hold on, hold on. Let me think. Seventh game with the Pirates. There's no way in the world. Let me guess. Is there a chance that it was a game in Atlanta? Yeah. Oh, my. How did I? Oh, my gosh. Serious? I can't believe I got it. And you cried? Beth, are you still there? She's so broken up, she can't even talk about it anymore to this day. Unreal. Oh, I I do want to get into that later, though. 412 I've never cried because a team lost. I've never cried because a team I played on lost. Why in the hell would I cry if a team I'm just watching lost? I mean, I'm not called. You are free to have whatever reaction you want. We can get into that now if you'd like. But... I'm emotionally invested. I am as emotionally invested as you. I promise. I'm from this town. I'm born here. I'm raised here. All that kind of stuff. I've been to, you'd be hard pressed to find people that have been to more games than me. I'm not trying to lay down my credentials or whatever. I live and die with these teams just like you do. When they lose or if they've lost a big game, like I do think of the, and Beth brought it up. Like the Brady game when it was freezing cold AFC championship that some people think the Steelers got cheated. I seem to think they might have. Could people have cried because there was a trip to the Super Bowl on the line? Yeah. I didn't cry. I was like, I was mad walking out of there. Right? Same with the other, uh, same with the the wild card games that the Pirates didn't win. Same with the St. Louis game when Charlie Morton gave up the home run and pitched a really good game outside of that. I think Alvarez hit a home run in that game. Same with a bunch of different Steeler games that were very important. I never cried. I, you know, you cry when somebody dies in your family. Again, just opinion. But that's where I am. I don't cry over a sporting event. Big Lou's in Pittsburgh. Hi, Big Lou. Hello, Lou. No, Lou. Lou's gone. Phone lines are working great tonight. 412 928 9370. Back to Romo. Has Romo lost his luster? Like, I heard, I listened to this probably five times in the back before the show started. I'm still trying to figure out what he's getting at right when we hit this against him. Well, that's how many fans I play in front of normally at my house. Pretend like they're all there, but there's zero. But right now. I mean, was that like an Uncle Rico thing? Beth's back on the line. Hi, Beth.
1: Hi. I don't know how we got cut off.
0: Some t- bell telephone. It happens.
1: Okay, I'm very really sorry for that. I just really wanted to hear a guy's opinion. I know guys don't cry; they get mad usually over the sport. Uh-huh. But I mean, I this was one the only game that truly broke my heart to. It brought me down to tears. And I was wondering why. Why do you think I had that effect? I don't know. Did anybody else? I feel like I'm the only one in the whole wide world was just just couldn't believe it happened. I I, I just couldn't. I well,
0: like I'm so a talk show host. California. I'm not. Yeah. I ain't Sigmund Freud, so I don't know why you would have had it. Um, yeah. You know. Uh, you know, people don't call here and expect uh, the crystal ball. Yeah. Or you know, Pavlov or Festinger yeah. or you know Bandura or somebody like that. I'm just but a guy that talks in the mic. anybody else
1: that cried over that game like that?
0: I'm sure there are people that cried. I don't think Barry Bonds did. Van Slyke may have. Um do you know he anybody the else?
1: One that cried. He should have
0: cried. You're right. Do you know anybody else who cried? Do I? Yes.
1: No. You're the only because yeah, usually in oh. sports the people like I worked at the post office. So I was around a lot of men and women. And when we we all stayed way up past our bedtimes because we all worked night turns just to see what was going to happen. And the way it went down, the way Barry Bonds outfielded that ball it was almost like it was fixed. And we kept saying, well, where is he? Where, where's the ball? Where is he? And when I realized then, oh, my God, we we lost. And I, I don't know, for some reason, I fell into tears. Just fell into tears.
0: How much did a stamp cost in 1992? Do you remember?
1: I'm trying to think. Did we have forever stamps back then?
0: I don't You're the one who worked at the post office.
1: Yeah. But, you know, I cheated. I paid all my bills on the internet. <laughs> Even in 1992, internet.
0: you were ahead of your time. Was I? It seems like it. Here, I'm looking so. this up. I'm looking up how much a stamp cost in nineteen ninety-two. What is your guess? Twenty-nine cents. Bam! 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 Bath rate right on the money. Twenty-nine cents. She ain't fooling around. She worked at the post office. Fifty-minute mark on the fan brought to you by South Hills Chrysler. Dodge Jeep Ram, Route 19 in Peters Township. Celebrating 50 years in the South Hills time for fan weather right now fan weather brought to you by a sun Chevrolet 2024 starts with great incentives on the trailblazer blazer Equinox and Silverado and visits on chevy.com tonight uh cloudy with a little bit of rain 29 listen a winter weather advisory is in effect until noon Tuesday potential for icy roads so be very careful out there high temperatures on Tuesday gonna be in the low 40s temps they warm up into the 50s Wednesday and then all the way through the weekend